Blog Talk Radio. You have just tuned in to the Midweek Pick Me Up Energy Show, featuring professional officiant, tuning fork facilitator, and author, Marcy Ann Chi. In 1988, Marcy Ann discovered the quantum fields of energy and vibration, and since then her life has been a day-to-day experiment in knowing how to live in light energy for happiness, health, and wealth. She shares the principles and laws of light energy as they operate in everyday life. And now, here is Marcy Ann. Hello, everybody. This is Marcy Ann, and I want to welcome you to my show today. I do have a very special guest, um, Daniel Scranton. And uh, we're going to talk about God's church. Where is it? Who's, who's in it? And how can, um, and what is an avatar? What does an avatar do? And who are avatars? So I'm going to bring uh, Daniel on right now, I hope. Hello, Daniel. There I am. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. What's it like over there in Hawaii today? We're having very nice weather today up on Mount Haleakala where I live, the heart chakra of the entire planet. Um, mm. 3,000 feet up, so the weather is not always what you would expect from Hawaii, but I do have a view of the ocean as I sit here and talk to you as well. Oh. So it's, it's not terrible. And I just picked the organic kale from the garden for the show <laughs> that oh. other people grow for me. Um, so it's, it's pretty, it's a very nice life that I've created here for myself. Me and Oprah, me and Oprah both are creating <laughs> magical lives on Maui. <laughs> And, you know, I have created that uh, the same type of magical life for myself. And that's the whole purpose of us being together today, I feel, is to share, share our experience. And because this is not, this is what God wants for everybody. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Exactly. Yes. Exactly, and, yeah. I mean, um, I hope that my life inspires other people to live the same life. I want everybody to do well. I've always rooted for everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's start out with um, some concepts here. Um, and what is is so neat about you and me is we, ha- we have the sa- same foundation that we have come from. And uh, mm-hmm. so I thought we would talk about that a little bit first. <clears throat> I mean, you don't have to have this foundation in order to um, achieve your dreams in life. But I have to say that it has been um, an asset. And that and that was when I was eight years old, um, I received the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in my life 
uh, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and I believe you also did, right? Well, no, um, not at eight years old. Oh, no? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, at eight years old, I was very, um, very scared of God. But I didn't mean at eight, but don't, haven't you had, (laughs) don't you speak in tongues? Oh, I spoke in tongues earlier today. Yes, I. I yeah. Okay. Well, I that's what I meant. Session. Not as a child yes. necessarily, but no, you know, I didn't. That... I didn't get it that that early. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I started. I have a really good story about that. Actually, if you want to hear that story. Sure. Okay, so I had been channeling at the time this happened for, I want to say, six months. Yeah. Right around six months, I'd been channeling verbally in English, and I had developed a very serious, well, at this point, it wasn't that serious, but it was fairly serious crush on my massage therapist, and, <laughs> and, I, and she knew that I was a channel. She had Googled me and found out that I was, because so, she wanted to know, like, what's up with this guy? What's all this energy doing in the room when he's in here? And she was a um, psychic clairvoyant saw things, you know, so it was quite a magical experience every time I would get a massage from her. And back in May of 2011, this was May 21st. This was the date that, uh, this guy, this, uh, televangelist guy was, um, putting billboards up all over LA saying, this is the date of the end of the world. Uh, May 21st, 2011. Uh-huh. Um, were you living in Southern California at the time? Yes. Were you? You were. Okay. Yeah, I was living in Southern California. So I saw these billboards as I was driving around L.A., this guy predicting the end of the world. So that was the day of my, my massage appointment where she's massaging me, and all of a sudden I start speaking this language because I was already speaking on the massage table. That was that was not new. Um, or maybe it wasn't. I don't I don't remember if I was speaking in English on the massage table or not, but I just started channeling these words and I was a little unsure about how she would take it. Uh, So it was a little uncomfortable for me, but it turns out every massage from that date forward was like that, where I would just channel these words. I would also, my body would move by itself um, when I was on the massage table, which was a little fun for her and also a little scary at times. (laughs) Um, but what wound up happening was, so after that massage, I started to feel really, really bad, um, physically. And I was supposed to go down to, uh, orange, uh, not orange County, uh, San Diego County the next day and do, um, a channeling workshop for a group of people. But I got so, so ill that night. I was, you know, on the bathroom floor, uh, praying for death because I was in I was that in that much agony, and um, that that all happened on that day of the of May twenty first of the end of the world <laughs> the end of the world, and yeah, and so ever since then I've been speaking light languages, and um, I they come to me uh, at various times. Obviously, anytime I get a massage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But other times, too, this morning I woke up and the Arcturians just started speaking through me this light language. And then they told me they were like, they said, yeah, this is our light language. Because I had a 
a session with a client yesterday who, cause I teach channeling and mm-hmm. I love teaching channeling. I love just being myself with clients. Cause a lot of times when I'm with clients, I'm channeling other beings, but when I get to teach as myself, it's a lot of fun for me. It's my favorite thing mm-hmm. to do. I understand this that woman, difference very much. Yeah. And this woman who I, it was my third of four sessions with her that she's uh, ordered. She and I both channeled the light languages um, with each other back and forth, like conversation. And with interpretation. I realized, no. Okay. I, I don't know what I don't know what they mean uh, when I speak them. Um, so we, I got this download yesterday about how I need to start writing them down. I need to start making art or transcriptions, but they're going to look like art to some people. Um, And I need to start teaching it more Um, because Uh there's so many people out there speaking light languages. In fact, I woke up this morning and right after I channeled that light language, somebody on Facebook who I think is a friend of mine that I don't know, but she posted in a, one of the Facebook spiritual groups I'm in about a video of her doing toning and light language. So there's something about toning that goes in harmony with the light language too. And there's yes. also something about shapes and maybe colors. I'm not sure, but definitely either um, platonic solids, sacred geometrical shapes, maybe even other shapes yes. that go along I with I believe it. they are the codes. Yeah. I believe they're codes, and I mm-hmm. believe they can be interpreted. And um, and I think a lot of times uh, what we call the channeling, uh, you know, from the higher beings actually is the interpretation of the light languages mm-hmm. in a language where, you know, we can understand. Right, right. And all of this, of course, is very scriptural. Uh, you know, it was... Uh, the speaking in tongues uh, is evidence of the Holy Spirit and then uh, part of the gift of the Holy Spirit is the interpretation of tongues. So we were never supposed to be in the dark about stuff. Um, it's a lot, a lot of times, I think, uh, when we're coming in from these higher realms, the concepts are so pure that um, it's difficult. We don't have a lot of language for them, you know. Right. Uh, uh, we're more. Right. We're so used to the negative and um, the horrible and the horror and the, you know, that's all that's been fed to us now for years, you know, especially through mm-hmm. the media and all. And so we don't have mm-hmm. a lot of language for the beautiful, the perfect, Mm. the pure, the virtuous, you know? And that's what these light languages are. And they will allow Mm -hmm. us to enter in to those realms and experience it. I, I just don't really feel like we have any real knowing about the love of God, the unconditional love of God. You know, we have... We have human ideas about what love is. But we, we, you know, to get these 
um, light codes interpreted for us in actual living human experience is, to me, where we are right now. How do you feel about that? That sounds great to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing that... That is also true is that we have to expand the way that we communicate because we're becoming telepathic. Mm-hmm. We are starting to sync up with our galactic brothers and sisters out there. Mm-hmm. In fact, my wife and I saw a UFO today out in the sky. Really? Um, yeah. Um, so we we have to learn new ways of communication. The movie... Uh, that's out right now. I don't know if it's still out in theaters called arrival is all about communication with ETs and how really we need to. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And about bridging that gap uh, so that we can become members of a galactic community and Mm -hmm. start to bring in more aspects of ourselves to interact with. I always remember um, through my whole life, um, one of the ways the Bible uh, talks about the tongues is that when you're speaking in tongues, you're actually speaking the perfect will of God. And those, that was back in the days when um, I thought that, you know, God's will was um, almost an impossible <laughs> task, you know. <laughs> How can I ever possibly do God's will? <laughs> it seemed right. impossible. And so there was right. a uh, there was a comfort in just being able to pray in the spirit because I thought, well, I might not ever be able to do it, but at least I can pray God's perfect will because the Bible tells me, you know, when I pray in tongues, I'm praying the perfect will of God. And that was a great comfort to me for a long time. And now, Daniel, what I'm beginning to see is that the channeling really is the interpretation of the light codes, and now we can have those absolute, perfect, pure, virtuous truths now. It's like we're ready for them. We're ready for them now. And I think as a collective I think the collective is much more ready for them than they realize. And um, I believe you and I are going to begin to see a great movement uh, in this direction. And uh, that's why your work is so important. And I want everyone to be sure and, you know, get all the information they need about that. But um, let's, I, I, I want to make sure we totally lay our foundation here. So, Okay, my idea is that God's church is the whole earth. How do you feel about that? Sounds perfect to me. Okay, and mm-hmm. you get, you become a member of God's church by being born. Do you agree with that? Yes. That yes. sounds perfect. No other condition required. Right. Yes, we come in perfect in our natural state, already a member of God's church. Hmm. Okay? You with me mm-hmm. on that? Agreed yeah. completely. No special yeah. condition. 
to become a member. We're born, we're instantaneously a member of God's church here, here on earth. And then the next part is every single one of us is an avatar. And I wanted to talk about that word for a while. I did kind of a interesting uh, research about it because I wanted to see if the word itself was in Roger's thesaurus or whether mm-hmm. it was like a new word for now, you know, like with the movie and stuff. Well, mm-hmm. my Daniel, you know, Roger lived back 1779 to 1869, and, his, mm-hmm. and the word avatar is in Roger's thesaurus. <laughs> so it's like mm. there's nothing new here on the earth, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Truth has always been present. And um, so I wanted to read to you, um, and then we could discuss the word, the, what he says uh, an avatar is. <clears throat> and um, first and foremost, it means transfiguration. Mm. Isn't that great? Nice. Transmutation. The next one, transubstantiation. You know, that's how the Catholic Church yeah. believes that the bread and blood, bread and wine right. become the blood and body of Jesus. And then, of course, the metamorphosis, which, of you know, I always think of the caterpillar, the the butterfly birthing forth out from the caterpillar. And then the final word he used was metagenesis. Isn't that fantastic? Meta, of course, mm. means beyond genesis. Mm. And mm. then physically... He describes it as deoxification, which is creating a vacuum to remove impurities. Hmm. So, <laughs> we're all yeah. avatars. And we yeah. m- may need a metamorphosis. <laughs> mm. Right? Mm-hmm. To get the butterfly mm-hmm. out of the caterpillar? We may Correct. need to create a vacuum to remove some impurities so that the substantiation can take place and we have the realization of it. Because the final aspect of being an avatar is being God in the flesh. Mm. God in the flesh, which is what Jesus, of mm. course, um We've always believed, you know, that Jesus was God in the flesh. But I don't think we've thought about ourselves as being God in the flesh. Well, that's what he was that's, trying to tell us. <laughs> exactly. That's why he came. <laughs> right? <laughs> look, yep. look, I'm a son of God. This is what a son of God is. This is what a son of God does. This is what an avatar, mm-hmm. you know, how they live their life and how they handle everything. And now everything mm. I did, you can do. Get going. <laughs> <laughs> and so mm. the the actual then 
this learning to what we've called channel is really us realizing that we are God in the flesh with the entire source within us, and there's just one power, all powers of God, and it is within us. And the only Mm -hmm. way it's going to get out on the earth is to come through us, and we bring it through. And you know what, Daniel? I just wanted to tell you that um, since I have been uh, channeling, I just have this feeling like I, I no longer need to go outside of myself anymore for my mm-hmm. truth. Right. And once Correct. once you begin to feel that part, it's just it, it's that's where the transformation I think takes place. That's where this transfiguration, transmutation, transubstantiation all begins, the metamorphosis takes place. Has that been your experience? Well, that's, I think, why we're seeing so many more people channeling, so many more people speaking light languages. It's because it, it's happening. It's, mm-hmm. it's evidence that it's happening, and it's also part of how we transform ourselves because we are holding higher frequency energy within ourselves when we go into that state. Yes. Yes. So it's a part of the process of evolving for us to bring in these energies and to hold them. And and when you do your channeling, you always do the toning. And I always tone with you on those. I try to Mm -hmm. hit the same note and and tone uh, with you as you do those. Because to me, it's like, it's like the orchestra tuning up, you know, like when the violinist mm-hmm. um, yeah. plays the A <laughs> and the whole orchestra yep. tunes up. That's the way I think of it, you know. And I'm getting that's everything what, all aligned up in the vibration. Mm-hmm. Is that what you do? Is that how you think of it? Uh, it is how I think of it. And the toning is something that was very synchronistic as well so when I first started channeling about a couple months into me channeling the words that would come through me over and over and over as I was going into the channeling state were sing and ring ring and sing singing ringing ringing and singing and I literally would just say those words over and over and over until I got to the beings that I was I was only channeling one group at that time and there they were the creators and Mm -hmm. Then they would, you know, eventually the creators would come in and say, we are here for you. But before that, it was all sing and ring, ring and sing. So I eventually, I took me about four months of doing that before I, I started to take voice lessons with a woman whose studio was called Singing for Your Soul. <laughs> so it was a perfect match. She and I are still friends. Yeah. It's amazing. And um, so it took about a a year of me going and just doing like standard voice lessons before she came up with the idea of doing a a toning warm up 
exercise. So Jonathan Goldman is a wonderful musician and sound healer, mm-hmm. developed this chakra toning uh, thing, you know, three tones for each chakra. And mm-hmm. so that's what we would do sitting across from each other on the floor and it'd take about 20 minutes to get through them all because we would both be holding the tones for so long. And I would just feel so amazing after doing that. And at the same time, I'm coming across all this information uh, that Wendy Kennedy was channeling about uh, tones and sounds. Her Pleiadians love to talk about tones and sounds. I'm like listening to these recordings of hers over and over and getting more and more interested in uh, not only what they can do, but then wanting to do overtones and throat singing and stuff like that. So I said to my my friend Kimberly, I said I want to do overtones now. Kimberly, the teacher of in the Singing mm-hmm. for Your Soul studio, and she said, "Well, I would love to teach you how to overtone, but I don't know how to do it myself." So it wasn't long after that that the creators started to come through with the overtones instead of, so it went from me singing, saying sing and ring over and over when I would go into the channeling stage to the light language that I was speaking on the massage table. That would, that would then be the, the introduction to the creators. And then they started coming through with uh, the tones the, and the overtones. And so then channeled from the beginning the the, it's not something that I do to get into the channeling state once I start toning I'm already there and it's Mm -hmm. their introduction it's their way of like you said getting us all on the same page vibrationally yes Mm -hmm. you know that because it goes beyond the the name of the Mm -hmm. it goes beyond the mind the tone exactly you know the tone the tones and overtones They'll reach you multidimensionally. Mm-hmm. So it, it really is a nice way to sync up because immediately, when, usually when I'm channeling for someone, it's about you know, their questions and they want answers. And what you really need is to be vibrationally ready for what you're about to receive in a channeling, it's not really about getting the, the right answers. So that's what it's really about. Yes, and also taking you up into the realm where you're able to understand what is going right. to be able to co- what what is going to come through from this higher realm um, mm-hmm. because they're they're it's so pure it comes right. through so pure you know without all of the um competition and comparing and judgment no judgment whatsoever and it's just so pure right. yes and, and that's what uh, i wanted to say about the light languages too i'm glad you reminded me of that um when i channel a light language it is there's it doesn't have to make sense to me so the mind doesn't have to be involved at all they don't have to be complete sentences <laughs> they mm-hmm. you know it's all the things all the things that we need to do in order to make sense of that energy and turn it into english and a concept that a person can understand that's 
goes out the window with the light language because that's right. <laughs> it's beyond all of that. And I was listening to, and it's so much easier for me to channel a light language than to channel something in, in English for someone, just like channeling tones. It's like, I just let it happen. And it just happens mm-hmm. with, um, I was watching a, an interview. In fact, I'm not even done watching it yet with uh, one of my favorite channels, uh, Lisa Royal Holt. And she's talking about, she's been channeling for over 30 years. And she was talking about how when she's channeling, she's in a semi-trance state. So she's able to sort of sit in the back seat and observe the conversation that's happening. And she's aware that there's so much more being channeled than what the words are able to convey to the person. So there's a limitation that we all face when it comes to channeling in words mm-hmm. that I think when you're channeling sounds and light languages and, you know, for energy healers too, that they're able to just go beyond the words. Yeah. And go so to that's a the meta genesis here in this list mm-hmm. that Roger has the meta genesis. So it's beyond, it's beyond anything we've, um, we've known. Mm-hmm. The beyond part. So, um, in in using the the term channeling, um, it mm-hmm. makes it sound like something that um, at the beginning I think that um, maybe only s- special people could do, or um, you know, just what does it mean to channel and um, for me, it's just expressing the breath of God in, in from the higher realms, coming mm-hmm. through from the higher uh, realms of truth. <clears throat> and um, um, how would you how would how do you think about the channeling? Who who is it? Uh, it's a very broad term and it's good that it's mm-hmm. a broad term because it's it's good for us to be able to interpret things in a lot of different ways. So I I will hear in the in the media people say to, people actually use the term channeled or channeling because we understand we innately understand what it means to channel. So you'll hear someone say, "Oh, that he was channeling his anger into that. Or um, mm-hmm. I heard, uh, I saw one of those, one of those entertainment uh, news shows, you know, those half hour shows where they talk about celebrities. They were talking about Matthew McConaughey, who, whose breakout role is a, in a movie called Days and Confused. And the, the female reporter said he was channeling his character from Days and Confused, you know, when he would, appeared at this bar and, in Ojai, California. So it's like we we get what it means. Yeah, but then it's I'll beginning tell people, to be more mainstream, used more yeah. mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I'll tell people I'm a channel, and they'll want to know, well, what do you mean by that? Because it could mean a lot of different things, and some people will automatically assume that means I'm a medium, which is mm-hmm. something a little bit 
a little bit different. I would say being a, a, a medium, that's a form of channeling. The medium is channeling, but not in the same way that I'm channeling because I'm not channeling specific uh, consciousness from people who've lived on planet Earth recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that an energy healer is channeling that energy, that they're allowing the energy to flow through them so that the client can receive the the higher frequencies that the channel or the healer is holding for them. Mm-hmm. I would say, and I believe psychic, I believe that's valuable too. Where you know where oh, there is yeah. that person that can make make that uh, connection between the two realms. And mm-hmm. sometimes bring a message forth from a departed loved one, yeah. or um, mm-hmm. you know, for closure purposes or or understanding. In fact, my daughter mm-hmm. had an experience like that, which was just liberating because her the man she was in love with dropped dead of a heart attack at age 52 years old in Walmart, and you're just not prepared for something like that. And wow. you know, and. Um, and so she did go to one of these uh, mediums, and uh, the lady actually brought him in. And a true one will uh, validate, you know, and be able to tell you something that there would be no way in the mm-hmm. world they could know, which this uh, medium did. And then she, mm-hmm. and then she had him explain to her why he left, and it was just so. Uh, liberating for her. I don't think she would have ever gotten over that, you know, in her um, um, feeling self. Right. She had had that information. It was mm-hmm. devastating otherwise. So I really mm-hmm. believe in those things. And I I believe in <clears throat> the fact that <clears throat> we don't have to walk in darkness. The light codes mean we are to walk in the light, and we no mm-hmm. longer need to walk this path of of duality, you know, and just try stuff and see if it works. We can actually walk in harmony and oneness with the absolute and know for sure, for sure, whether we're supposed to do something or not do it, whether it's in our mm-hmm. highest and best good, uh you know, we can have understanding. We were never supposed to be this so-called, you know, thing down here tossed about by <laughs> every wind of doctrine. We were always supposed to be a steady beacon of light, walking in the light mm. and only doing what mm. is best for us. And I believe that's what us knowing now that, we're all members of God's church, and we are God in the flesh now. The form of God is us. Jesus was yeah. the form of God. Jesus said he, that there are measures of the Spirit. The Bible says Jesus walked in the fullness of the Spirit of God, and he said that was possible for us. And then there's, you know, 30-fold, 60-fold, 70-fold. So it's how, how to whatever degree of the fullness of the spirit that we are um, yielding, you know, whether we have come into a full yielded uh, place of oneness with God to where we then can just totally reflect light. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just walk Mm -hmm. in the light and reflect the light. 
And I uh, I said on the on the episode information page that this is what is going to provide us with our money to live our life and make us happy. <laughs> Do you mm-hmm. agree? Yes. Oh yes, completely. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so I thought it would be interesting to talk a little bit about um, the different jobs that are available to us as avatars in God's church. And um, in okay. the Bible, these are call- there's five jobs listed, and um, apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, teacher. And I thought it would be interesting to discuss those from the standpoint of not like an ecclesiastical way, but then just everyday life. Uh, if you were an apostle or a prophet or an evangelist or a pastor or teacher in God's church, what would you actually be doing? So um, in your case, you're bringing teachings, would you say? Mm-hmm. And yes, do you I, identify I like, with any of the other jobs? Well, I like, um, I like bringing through the teachings that I bring through, but I also like teaching people what I know, what I've learned over the years as well. So like I said, I I like teaching channeling, but I also like teaching other classes as well. So it's funny that you said take it and make it a job because I like teaching people how to, how to do the practical things that are necessary in order to turn what they're doing into a business. Because I, I think noticed that you're offering those more. now, and that's just wonderful. Yeah. So tell, yeah. tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I developed this course. It's four weeks. It's an hour a week. And I just talk about the different things I've done and the different things people can do, what I've learned from watching other people. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of, philosophy in there about what to do i also am very clear with uh, about the whole thing that it they don't have to do everything the way that i did it in order to succeed and in fact they'll probably find a different way that builds upon something i've done and makes it even better right for them and you know i mean so there's so but there's so many different ways now with the internet that we can, we're not just limited to the people in our community that we can work with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different ways to utilize that tool and all the different websites to get ourselves out there and work with people that are going to resonate with us. So we have a worldwide now audience to draw from. So have you learned how to do the social media thing? Well, I, yes. And, um, in fact, I, I posted in like 40 something groups about this interview with you today that I oh, was really? sharing on your show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so thank that you. People can find us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, it's about getting the word out, um, about what you're doing and, and YouTube is a wonderful, uh, resource for that as well as, as Facebook mm-hmm. and course twitter and instagram and all these others linkedin 
Yeah, people right. can write blogs now and be found with their blogs and be discovered, you know, that it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so easy now to get the message out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you can actually doing. earn your living mm-hmm. doing what you love mm-hmm. and making yourself, being uh, happy about it because every day is exciting and you look forward to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, my work actually energizes me. It doesn't take energy out exactly. of me. Exactly. It yeah. gives me energy. So, like, around, I usually start my my client sessions. I usually don't start working before 11 a.m. And by 11 a.m., I am so ready to start channeling. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, let's do it. I'm ready for the for the client now. Um, and it really does give me more energy to then do the other things that I want to do throughout the day. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I thought I would share how I have been an apostle. Um, and uh, just to kind of give people an idea of just everyday life. I mean, we're we're down here on the earth in everyday life, you know. So if we're a member of God's church, then uh, what would an apostle in God's church down here on earth in everyday life do? Well, I've had quite a few experiences uh, being an apostle. um, And so, and part of it was because I did have my own business, which gave me, um, you know, an expanded field from which to operate and so uh, one story and so an apostle is a person that helps a new thing get started and you stay with it uh, and help it uh, you know get it going and help to energize the people and encourage them and uh, help them along until they're kind of able to stand on their own two feet and um, so one experience was um, I had this one photo- – I was in the wedding business, you know, for 22 years. Mm-hmm. So I had this one photographer that worked for me, and she had some stuff in storage, and she went out to her storage unit to get it. And and there was a guy that was in charge, you know, of the gate and stuff at the storage place, Right. And you got to go through him to get in. So they got to talking, and um, he and she mentioned that she had a wedding coming up, and she had to pick up some uh, equipment, you know, that was in the storage. And he says, "Oh, you know what? Now this is just the guy working at the storage place. Okay, he's the one that's got the key, right? That lets you in and out." Sitting there dreaming about what he'd really rather be doing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and he says, I've always wanted to make movies. Mm. And so she said, "Um, well, why don't you do videos of weddings? She said, you could, you know, tell their story Mm. in a video. And you'd be making a movie. And so he said, oh, that'd be great. He said, I wonder how I could 
do that. And so she said, call Marcy Ann. Okay, so he called mm-hmm. me. And, you know, because I've got the business, right? I, I'm a person mm-hmm. that can put him to work. Okay, so I said, he says, I've, I'd like to, to video mo- uh, weddings for you. I said, okay. Um, uh, I said, I have a wedding coming up. Let me talk to the bride. I'll um, see if she would be willing to let you come and video, video her wedding. And if it turns out, uh, you can make a copy for her for free. Would you be willing to do that? And he said, yes. Well, Daniel, he shows up to video this mo- this wedding with this tiny little video camera. I mean, it, it wasn't much bigger than, you know, what you can carry in your purse. <laughs> and then he he got down on his belly and he made a shot that way, you know, like her feet walking in. And I mean, I just saw him do all these different things. Well, in a week, he sent me his edited video of their wedding. And I sat in my living room and watched it on my TV and just cried and cried and cried. It was so beautiful. Oh. Oh, it was so beautiful. And I called him right away. I said, oh, this is just beautiful. I said, I'm going to book you for every single wedding from now on. Well, the end of the story is he is now the number one wedding videographer in all of Orange County, California. He does all mm. high-end weddings. His, his, uh, his beginning price is $3,500. I, I had paid him $200 to do that, which... Mm-hmm. At the time, he was working, you know, at the storage unit for $8 an hour. looked like a fortune to him. (laughs) He said, do you know how hard it is it's going to be for me to go back and do that job at the storage unit? (laughs) But you know what? He doesn't work at the storage unit anymore. He's right. the number one videographer, and his name, his the initials of his name were D.R., so he calls himself Dr. Wedding Video. Is that just not perfect? <laughs> it's cute, yeah. But see, I got to be the the instrument that was apostling. <clears throat> I was the instrument. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was another time I was just standing in the grocery store, uh, waiting to check out, and this person was behind me, and it, it was slow, you know, and so you get to talking. And uh, it turns out he had just come up. I was in Indianapolis, Indiana, and he had just come up from the south, I think Alabama or Mississippi, one of those states. <laughs> he said, well, I'm a minister. And he said, God has called me up here for a work. And he said, so I'm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, looking for a place to start my work. I said, really? I said, how about my house? <laughs> now, these things you have to go by, this is all part of the channeling to me, because you get this 
it's like a knowing. You know, I call mm-hmm. it the quickening. Mm-hmm. You know, because the Bible says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and it will quicken your mortal body. And when I feel that quickening, then I know that's the Holy Spirit saying, do this, do this, you know. Uh-huh. And so we set up a meeting for that weekend, and uh, I just called everybody I knew, and I told them to call everybody they knew. And um, we ended up having 20 people show up. And in that 20 people, there was a woman who actually had a room in a building that she offered to him to have a regular meeting once a week. And then he was there for seven years, was very, very, very successful. And this is the way it's all supposed to work. Yeah. This is the way it's supposed to work. Perfectly. (laughs) And when we're all in tune, and we've been we've toned, and we're all in tune, and then we come together with these other ones that are at that vibration, and it, and this is what to me it's the workings of the body of Christ here on earth, you know, yeah. bringing forth the kingdom of God right here on earth. Exactly. So that's part of apostling. So I would include I would encourage anybody who has this kind of organizational ability, um, an apostle uh sort of surveys the situation, kind of knows how to draw it all together. I just recently released a new group that I apostled the first of last year. I helped to get it all organized. I ran the ad you know, and took the telephone, took mm-hmm. the calls, and signed people up, and all of that. Used had them come here to my house, and um, had a special um, PhD professor from Columbia University who who provided the uh, class, and I just turned them loose. I told her, I said, okay, you're you're started. You're in your own energy now. I said, you're strong enough to. You know, go forward now, and it's a it is a set thing now. And now I'm released from it, and I'm ready now to be open to something else. So that's what mm-hmm. I do as an apostle. Mm. So, um, and then um, I was thinking about the evangelist because to me, here on Earth, the evangelists are the artists. The, the musicians, the mm. the dancers, the ones that um, tickle us, that make us laugh, make us cry, uh, that uh, stir stir us. You know, we look at it and we're stirred. We feel feel something. Yes. And yes. I think those the evangelists that it's it, it's kind of like wake up, wake up. You know, mm-hmm. and calls our attention to um, things that we need to think about. You know, and my God, right now we're—I mean, everything needs to be changed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think a lot of there's a lot of evangelists out there right now. Some well, of them are marching, and some of them are screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, drawing our attention, right? Yeah, those singers and dancers and artists, they're all channeling that. That was um, when you asked me about 
what I think channeling is that that's part of it too. And that's why I like that, that very broad definition of channeling, because I believe that people channel into their art and into their books and their songs, these sacred messages and concepts. And, you know, I love watching a really good movie or really great television show that takes us places and and makes us feel things. Yeah. And in that whole concept of catharsis that I think Aristotle or someone like that came up with is really real because we we get to experience so much through art that we might not experience ourselves and our physical bodies and probably a lot of times wouldn't want to but we get to have the experience of it and have it affect us yeah, as if we were experiencing it. Yeah. So those are the evangelists. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And then um, the pastors. Um, I try to do something pastoral every day in that in, in, if I'm out running errands and, uh, and, <laughs> In, in just giving a pat on the back to whoever helped me, you know, if it was mm. the guy at the post office or the checker that checked me out at the store or, um, you know, just give them a pat on the back. Let them know you appreciate them doing their job. And mm-hmm. you, you, help, you know, you really uh, helped me today in some way. You know, just the pat on the back. That, to me, is the pastor. Pat on the back. Yeah. You know, you're doing a good job. Nice. Yeah, I mm. live here in this retirement community, and they take care of everything for us, which I think is just wonderful. And there's these uh, the landscapers out there, you know, that come and mow the grass, yeah. cut back all the, the the bushes and stuff. And, and mm. I just... Uh, when they all come, I just run out there and I say, oh, thank you so much for making everything so beautiful. I said, I just love living here. You know, at first people will just give you this strange look, like who is this right. person? You know, because people right. are more used to just being criticized. Being and, ignored. <laughs> and ignored yeah. and all. So uh, I just would encourage everybody in God's church, which is everybody here on earth, <laughs> to do a little pastoral mm. patting on the back <laughs> and just give yeah. encouragement and um, um, tell them they're doing a good job, you know? Yes. And then finally, the prophet. And um, many times I feel like in channelings, some of the channelings from the higher realms, they're not exactly prophesying, but they're kind of like dealing with concepts where if you keep doing this, this and this mm. is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Which to me is prophetic, you know. And I think what yes. people don't understand about prophecy is it doesn't ever have to come to pass. It's just like a warning. It's a roadmap kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. Like if you keep doing this, um, then uh, this is where you're headed, you know. But we don't have to yeah. go there. You don't have to go there. In the same you don't way, want to. yeah. You know. In the same way that 
you can have an experience through a movie or a television show or some other form of art, you can have that experience through the prophecy because mm-hmm. you, you take yourself there to the event, whatever it is they're talking about, and you experience it in some way and it triggers you. And then you get to decide whether or not you actually want to experience that in the flesh or mm-hmm. whether you want to shift to a different timeline and have a, a different experience. So that's yes. one of the ways I think the prophecy serves. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So those are kind of like the uh, jobs in the church. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, as avatars here, uh, we are the form of God here on the earth. And um, we have the source. We have the power and the energy within us. We're connected. We're connected to all there is. All of us are connected to all there is and to each other and everything. <laughs> right? Everything and everybody. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and on last yeah, week's show, I said I had heard somebody say you don't have to uh, change the whole world to change the world. You only need to change one single itty bitty little thing in your own life, and that changes mm-hmm. your world, and that changes the whole world. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. So, what would you That's like to, to add here? Well, just that everything that we're talking about here today is, of course, also, like you said, it's changing because we need the, the new systems. We need, to, we need new ways of doing the same thing. And so we take these, these sort of archetypal concepts and roles and we we get to do with them whatever we want because we're mm-hmm. creator beings as well. That's, that's being source energy in the flesh is knowing that you're a creator being and saying, okay, so what's the earth that I want to create and then experience. And so it's not about when you were talking about dark and light earlier, what came up for me was that it's so clear to me that it's not about the light defeating the dark. It's not even about the light obscuring it or, or in any way wiping it out. It's just a matter of choice. And you get to choose whether you want to play in the light or play in the dark. And that's your right as a source energy being on planet mm-hmm. Earth. And if someone else is playing in the dark and you want to play in the light, you don't have to stop that person from playing in the dark in order to play in the light because free will. Right. We all get to decide. We get to decide whatever version of earth we want to experience. And that's, that's the one of the primary creations. I believe the primary creation that we're engaging in every day is the creation of ourselves. And then we're creating the experience of the earth and then we're creating the earth. So we're creating all the time, all these different facets and aspects of it. And we don't need for our earth to be the same as anyone else's earth. We don't need, 
but we do benefit, all always benefit from the knowing that we're part of a collective, that we're all connected, that it's all a co-creation. But again, you get to co-create in the way that you want to with the people that you want to who are doing the types of things that are reflective of what's going on within us. So if we're, if we're going through our day and we're bad-mouthing ourselves and, and being hard on ourselves and then someone comes along in the physical and starts to reflect that to us, we can't really fault that person for having shown us that. Because we attracted it. We attracted it yeah, to we, ourselves. Mm-hmm. We needed it. We actually, actually needed to see what that's really like when it manifests in our face so that we can mm-hmm. say, oh, well, I don't want to choose that anymore. <laughs> I don't like that. That doesn't else. feel good. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, so that's that's at the heart of everything that I channel and all the beings that I teach. It's It's about what do you want to create, and here's how you do it. Here are the tools that you... Mm-hmm. You all have, we all have access to these tools all the time. And the tools are changing too. And we're changing to be able to use the tools differently. We're mm-hmm. evolving so that it's getting easier and easier to create. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I want to make sure people um, understand their uh, – ways that they can begin to get started with you. Um, my own, my offering is I have seven videos on uh, YouTube that um, uh, the seven steps of, uh, of creation, I call them the seven steps of manifesting. So I have, I have that. They're more of a, a meditation kind of thing and encouragement. But yours are actual mm-hmm. nuts and bolts. So tell us about... Um, How's the best way for people to um, get in touch with you and to learn about your classes? Well, there's so much that I've done already that's on the Internet that's free. So I have something like 1,100 or 1,200 videos on YouTube. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> wow, Daniel, I didn't know there were that many. Well, I've been doing How do we access these... those? Well, if you type in Daniel Scranton on YouTube, you're bound to get, and then you'll find my channel too, which has them all. Um, But Daniel Daniel Scranton channeled or channels or channeling, that's that's definitely going to get you there too. I don't know. I don't think there are any other Daniel Scrantons on YouTube that that are quite as uh, prolific as I am. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I've been doing these, daily messages I know, that, and I've that almost them for a long every time. day. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And and so people can hear the the tones we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And there's even a couple of light language videos on my YouTube channel where I just channel the light language for three minutes or so. Um, but that's a way to get a sampling of what I do. And then on my website as well, if people sign up for the daily uh, emails that I send out, they'll get the latest uh, channeled material, which, you know, I'll, I'll do the next one tonight at around is 10 o'clock. Is that on o'clock. Facebook or is that on a regular website? 
on my website, so the homepage of my website always features the latest channeling, but then if they go to my website and put their email address in, they'll get the the newest channelings uh, delivered to their inbox every day. And, of course, I do send out newsletters, too, where I let people know about what's going on with the classes and the group sessions. Okay. And, and I just now, um, it's funny that you asked me to be on your show because my book, which is a collection of 240 of those daily messages from eight different guides that I channel. So it's mm-hmm. 30 messages per guide. Um, that just came out. That's on Amazon right now. Oh, wonderful. And the name of it and is? It is Channeled Wisdom from Higher Dimensional Beings mm-hmm. by me, Daniel Scranton. And you can you can buy that on Amazon or you can get the ebook directly from my website. Mm, wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay, so... Uh, I I'm still not totally clear because I put your Facebook um um connection on the radio page but then what is the website? Right. Oh, my website is just danielscranton.com. So it's my oh, okay. full name Daniel like everybody like the book in the Bible. <laughs> and then Scranton is spelled S-C-R-A-N-T-O-N. It's just like the city in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Dot com. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, but people well, love to follow me on Facebook, too, because I, I also post the uh, daily messages on yes, Facebook. Yes, I know you do. So you don't want to get too involved, but you want to see what's going on uh, through Facebook, you're welcome to do so. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So um, I know we didn't discuss whether you would um, give us a message or not, but how do, you, how do you feel about that? Would you be able to give us a message? I, you want me to channel one? Mm-hmm. Can't, would you? Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I just want to make sure that before you know that everybody who's listening that you know that each one of you is already a channel each one of you is already an avatar each one of you already has uh the capacity to walk in the fullness of the spirit and if you feel like you need some help to um, either get started or to go farther or to um, you know amplify where already where you already are, then I just encourage you to um, get get together with Daniel and um, uh, get get these. Uh, new tool. They're not new tools, but they are just. Things are easier now. Things are things are coming in so f- fast now, and it's time. It's time for each person to have this awareness of who they really are, and who, because the whole earth is groaning and travailing for the manifestation of the sons of God, and and that's who mm-hmm. we are. 
That's mm-hmm. who we are. And um, so um, while you prepare there, Daniel, I'm going to uh, just continue my encouragement. And my radio show is is a weekly uh, time for us to be together and just get that pat on the back and um, hear some good stories from everyday life that will help you to uh, raise your vibration up out of the um, denser um, creations and walk walk up into these realms of love and light and peace and joy and righteousness and abundance and prosperity and health and wealth and happiness. And Daniel, just bring us a message. Okay, so a little bit of an intro to what's about to happen here. So we talked earlier in this show about my channeling of tones and overtones. Uh Yeah, you're going to hear overtones coming. I'm going to channel the Arcturians because they're the ones who have been coming through recently. And so they're the ones providing the latest uh, daily messages. Okay. And what you're going to hear is the, not only the tones and overtones, but also with the Pleiadians and the Arcturians, I've begun to channel these sounds, which are vowel sounds. And it's like a code. It's, it's interesting. You don't have to try to figure it out, but just let it, sink in and then after about two minutes of that the Arcturians will come in and the first word they'll say is greetings and then they'll go from there okay. and they'll deliver a message and when they're Operating. done they'll say we we have enjoyed connecting with you yeah <laughs> <clears throat> okay here we go
We are the Arcturian Council. We are pleased to connect with all of you. Yes. 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 What we want to share with you is our appreciation for all that you are living. We want you to understand the significance of what you are living in your personal life right now. We encourage you all to acknowledge yourselves for being a part of a grand shift in consciousness And we want you to recognize that everything that you live is significant and is adding to the evolution of consciousness for you, for the human collective, and for the universal collective that we are all a part of. You are the ground crew. You are taking care of the business that needs to be taken care of on planet Earth. And everything that you do, think, and say has a ripple effect throughout the universe. Whether you see or feel the impact you are having on this universe is up to you. But we want to assure you that the impact is felt other corners of the universe that you are not even aware of. Let yourselves let this message sink in. And acknowledge yourselves for what you bring to this universal party. We are all a part of the same consciousness, the same source, but we are all playing different roles. And your role is as important, as significant and is as felt by all others in the universal consciousness as any other human being on planet Earth. You have just as much impact and just as much influence as any president, any world leader, any famous person, any famous author, any famous speaker. We invite you to feel your impact by feeling for the reverberations 
of the energy that you put out. Tuning yourself to what that energy is and being aware of what that energy is puts you in a conscious creator being framework. That is what you are all here to discover and that is what you are all here to feel and experience. Because as you know yourselves as a creator being, as a source energy being, you know it as a concept first. First you integrate that knowledge into your crown chakra. And then at some point it sinks into the level that you actually get to experience it vibrationally, energetically, and in what you see reflected back to you in your lives. You know that you create your reality when you are in complete harmony with the reality that you're creating, when you are in the flow, when you are releasing judgment, releasing resistance, and allowing yourselves to feel everything that comes up for you. That's when you let go of the tension. You let go of the struggle. You let go of the need to know everything that's going to happen. And instead, you take the reins of your life experience in your own two hands. And you begin to experience yourselves as the source, as the creator, as the one consciousness. Now, you can do this in the smallest of ways. You can demonstrate to yourselves how powerful you are in every little thing that you create, every little experience that you have, and every little thought or feeling that you put into the whole. Recognize the significance of even the smallest offering, the smallest thank you the smallest hello or smile to a stranger. All of it has that ripple effect and that impact that we want you all to feel and recognize. Because as you see yourselves as creator beings who are operating from the frequency of love and who are seeking greater connection with all other beings... You are living your life's purpose. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. It matters how you do it and what energy you bring to it. So start with the little thing. Start by demonstrating to yourselves just how powerful you are. And you will feel that impact. You will know it experientially. You will see the results in your lives. And everyone around you will reflect it back to you. 
That is the message that we have for you today. We are the Arcturian Council, and we have enjoyed connecting with you. Hi, Marcia. So thank you to the Arcturians for sharing that with us. That's a perfect ending for our show today. We really don't need to say anything else. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to thank you, Daniel, so much for coming on the show. um, You're welcome. um, I don't don't believe in in luck, so I'm not going to say good luck. I'm going to say may you be prospered in your – continue to be uh, abundantly prospered in your um, being true to yourself and your calling. And uh, excited Thank for you. you about your book. I remember when my book came out. It's that's just a wonderful moment in a person's life <laughs> uh-huh. that can't be, you know, duplicated any other way. And uh, mm. so, um, thank you again. And um, um, we'll, I'm sure we'll um, maybe do another show in um, not yeah. too not too far away. And um, and let's stay in touch. Very good. Thanks, okay. Marcia, and thanks for having me on. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening. You can contact Marcy Ann on her website, www.marcyann.com. You can also view all of Marcy Ann's videos on YouTube by putting Marcy Ann in the YouTube search window. You can download her book for free at www.mrwriteforme.com. And if you want to go into business for yourself, take a look at Marcy Ann's Weddings and Celebrations Business Startup Course at www.weddingofficiantschool.com. The Middle of the Week Pick Me Up Energy Show is broadcast live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Coast Time from Marcy Ann's Studios in Southern California. All shows are also archived and can be listened to at any time in any place in the world. <laughs>